how aggressively you teach it and having the mindset of a defense, of a call, is what I love being around. Like in, in BV, you know, Coach Venables is just a tremendous dude, tremendous person. And, uh, you know, once again, you talk about leader, leading from the front, you know, not from the back, leading by example. He's that guy for all of us. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm beyond excited to be around him and, you know, being, I guess, the only guy who's never worked with him on the defense, but always been a good friend. You know, being with him has just been amazing for me. Corners coach Jay Vali talking about working with and under current University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables. Says some good stuff there. Details, energy, um, passion. There's no doubt we've heard that really echoed by absolutely everyone, players, coaches, staff, now, the real questions and the real test, I guess, is coming this fall. You know, there's going to be a point where, you know, and it's going to be whenever the results have to show up that we're not talking about how good it's going to be and how good it's been since he took over. You know, just the nature of the business, it's going to start switching to what are the real-time results, and we'll see. We've talked about it. The Nebraska game is fairly quickly on top of you. Yeah. Also, and they get like, an extra game in before they play you because they've got that game in Dublin, right? <laughs> and they may, I don't know, maybe they have a bye the week after, but there's a chance they could have played one more football game than you. Heck, that was the case last year. Yeah. When Nebraska played Illinois, it's something about. Nebraska likes to play on that last weekend in August for some reason. Yeah. It's some exposure, I guess. Well, um, yeah. I, the UTEP game should be what you expect. The Kent State game is going to be um, – but they're going to be good offense to really like test what you've got, right? They're, they're going to make you – have to work on the on the defensive side, but offensively you're going to be able to blow right over them. It's a it's that's a good early test against a much lesser athletes, but a really good scheme that's run really well, and you should be able to to figure out kind of where you are. But then Nebraska is going to be tough, and it's a good thing that you get to see them an extra game. You know, it, it is a benefit of them to be more polished game polish, but it's going to be a benefit of you to see what exactly it is they're they're doing. Yeah, with the new quarterback, sure. New quarterback, new offensive coordinator, uh, just kind of see exactly what their, their offense is going to look like. So, here's something interesting. Now, mm-hmm. OU, like the first conference team they really struggled with, with Muleshoe, was Iowa State. Like, the, the games with Texas were always close, but seemed like Iowa State was the first team outside of Texas that really kind of exposed OU for, you know, how they operated style-wise. You good with that? Yeah, okay. Okay, and then as that kind of wore along, then Kansas State happened, and they beat you back-to-back years. And then recently, Baylor really pushed you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like those three teams were able to have success against you because of how – you know, OU conducted itself as a football program, the style, all that. Now, style is going to be different. Is there a team in the conference that you see 
style-wise, might give this new staff issues the first three years, you know, two, three years, however long OU's in the Big 12. Offensively or defensively? Um, Either? I Just kind of overall. And now, the last time BV was here, and I, I don't know if this one's fair or not, but I feel like that team was Texas Tech. 05, you lost in Lubbock. 07, you lost in Lubbock. 09, you lost in Lubbock. And then the conference schedule got flipped in 2011, you lost at home. So, yeah, 05, 07, 09, you lost in Lubbock three consecutive times. And then 2011, yeah, oh, you lost that game too. So, Tech had some success against you. Are they going to have success with more up tempo offenses in the Big 12 that can run it around, throw it around, neutralize the defensive line? Like, who's about to be that next tough matchup in the league? Well, if, if, if that's the offense that you're worried about, then the new offense to worry about would be TCU because Oklahoma State doesn't do that. Baylor doesn't do that. Iowa State doesn't do that. Kansas doesn't do that. West Virginia doesn't, but their coach is kind of from that that scheme, that system, so he could, but I doubt he will. TCU will do that. I don't know what direction Tech's going to go and – Kansas, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, my my first instinct is to say that what Kansas State does offensively is not going to be as big of a problem against OU with Venables there now as it was before. And I could be wrong on that, but from what I know of Venables, and this is, you know, things have, things have changed, but... He's a guy that everything has to be sound. And what I mean by sound is you have to have every gap accounted for and every like every nuance of every play, like you have to be able to fit it and make it make sense. And, you know, a lot of defenses across the country have gotten into this, you know, Playing defenses that aren't necessarily sound and like leaving an opening that we'll kind of rally to. And from what I know of Venables in the past, like he he doesn't usually operate that way. So I think some of the teams that are heavier run, yeah, aren't going to have as much success. That's just a I, hunch. I, I would agree with that. I mean that that's one of the I mean the expectation when you hired this guy defensive minded head coach is like what you're going to get better defensively. Right. And we think yeah. they're going to get a lot better defensively. So yeah, I, I I don't think that Baylor's going to be able to push you around moving forward just running the ball right at you. Right. Not have an answer for and, it. And you know TCU I I just and maybe I'm not giving enough credit but I kind of find it hard to believe that at least right out of the gate, year one at TCU, they're going to show up and have one of the most dangerous offenses in in college football or in the conference, however you want to put that. Yeah, uh, thank you, text line, for this. Uh, hmm, USC coaches lost a bet, and the players made them do up-downs. So we're looking at a video right right now of Skinny Muleshoe doing up-downs. There they are. Yeah, and Caleb Williams, Carl's Jr. is you know getting after it, huh? Yeah, they're working today. 
Look at that. Huh? Oh, huh? You a, like it? That's the toughest workout USC's had all uh, off-season long. <laughs> oh, wow. I Good bet Shoe barfed after doing five up downs. Oh, come on. I bet he did. Why do you why what's your theory on that? But he's out of shape like his team is. He's probably like, "Wow, I've never done a workout without a kettlebell before." That was, uh, that was interesting. Unbelievable. Pathetic. He works out with Benny Wiley all the time. <laughs> that didn't help your case very much. Back to my point of not being in very good shape. Lincoln, I'm going to design this workout so you enjoy it, and you have fun, and oh, you have wow. smile. Lincoln, I don't want you to go through this workout and dread it and for you to be it be tough and for you to hate it. I want you to like this workout, all right? Optional? Mm-hmm. Is, it's is, optional. It's optional for What us. music do you like? We're going to pump it through the gym with the music that you like. Wow. Was USC's Pilates class canceled? Yeah, it must have been. Wow. You guys are relentless. Come on, man. Uh, Text line, just started listening and heard about real-time results. How do you think the fan base will respond if we have a hard adjustment to the changes and end up with a 3-4 to loss season? Do people have a realistic expectation for year one? Toby in the Pentagon. Yes, they do, which uh, give our regards to the rest of the folks in the Pentagon. Uh, we're number one up there. They love us. Um, three of four lost season. Everyone loves Venables right now. But if we have a three or four lost season, that would be a disaster. Yeah, it would. Some things would really have to go wrong. Really have to go wrong. And now wrong. there's a huge difference between a three and a four lost season. Um, <laughs> yeah. At least it feels like that. No, that there way. is. There is. There's a big difference between a two and three loss season. Like two losses is almost, and I'm not saying that it's that it's okay, but almost palatable. Three loss season, it's when's the last time we had a three loss season? Twenty fourteen, I guess, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. It's been a long time. So an offensive coordinator got fired after that year. <laughs> and some other guys did too. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> Here's the thing. The only way a three or four loss season would even be able to be uh, digested by the Sooner fans is if, like like I've been talking about, Gabriel looks good at quarterback and I think he gives us a really good shot. But uh, if you were to lose your quarterback uh, with what we've got right now, you'd be in some trouble. If you stay healthy and you lose three to four games with this schedule, um, there's you won't be on the hot seat going into year two, but there's going to be a different vibe around here. Yeah, would not be good. Because it's and not – God, it, I don't want to hear the national media. Uh, we told you so. God, can you believe how bad that would be? I'm going to have to turn off my national media notifications for nine months during the offseason if they lose three to four games next year. I might I might have to quit and just right, go live in a tent for a couple of years <laughs> if we lose four games and USC actually makes it to the Rose well, BV Bowl. BV will be uh, right next to you in that tent if he loses four <laughs> games next year. Uh, no, but, uh, yeah, that will not be – outside of Dylan Gabriel getting hurt, that will not be okay. He did not take over a dumpster fire. He took over a roster that's pretty good. Right. Um, that's 
not an acceptable win-loss. And you know what? I don't think that he's a guy, if they were to fall short of expectations, coach speak is a real thing. You know, when you hear a lot of coaches up there at the podium, oh, well, we were close and all this. Like, they try to justify the bad season that they have. Yeah. Now, he's never, you know, faced the fire as a head coach, so I could be wrong. But I feel like Brent Venables at the podium would be more harsh than anyone else is after a four-loss season. I feel like if anyone was going to call it out for what it is, it would probably be him. I think Venables... Since the year 2000, he's been involved in what? Um, 2005, they lost four, right? They lost, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, was it four or five? I think they meant eight and five that year. Anyway, they won eight games. Eight, right. four, eight and five. And then 10? 20, no, uh, 2009, Nine. they had a tough year. And then 2014, well, so he wasn't there was 2014, two. yeah. And then... I, did they ever have a four-loss year? Maybe that year we played him in the Russell Athletic? Uh, 2014. they lost their quarterback or something? Yeah, I think they only lost two or three games that year. So he's either had only two or maybe three four-loss seasons in 22 years. Mm-hmm. Did you count 99, by the way? No, that, there's convenient uh, math to, to there to leave that out. Which I think it's fair to leave that out, don't you? Yeah, no, sure. Transition year. Yeah, just go first 2000 year on. It's, it's just much easier that way. Makes sense. So that would not that would not be good. But, you know, we would be able to field all of the well, you know, his first year as a head coach. He's not able to do it as a head coach. So much different. Someone's telling us that that happens to go join the sports animal because they never talk about OU. (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, that's what I would do. I would I would go join the sports animal and start talking about ping pong balls in an NBA draft that no one cares about. Um, I could talk about golf though. Oh jeez, no, that would hurt me. (laughs) I'd be piling up a ten out there if I didn't listen to that. Let's talk about a team that's got, oh, what, 60 losses on the year? That garbage ain't going to happen, fellas. BV is going to get harsh the first time DG gets sacked. Three losses, BV would be in jail. (laughs) He might assault someone after the second loss. I agree. I don't. Three losses is hard for. If Dylan Gabriel stays healthy, that's hard for me to imagine. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I, I totally agree with that. And even if. Uh, Gabriel went down at some point, which I can't believe we're even talking about it. Knock on wood. Um, I I think they're going to address the backup quarterback situation. And still, man, I think we would still be able to manage pretty well in the conference. I guess it depends on on what at what point that happened. But, yeah, let's not even discuss that. Three or four lost year would be bad. Three is, I. There's a baseline, dude. Yeah, the you baseline can win ten games and go ten and three. Like the like the the edge of what a successful season and a non successful season look like. It's it's pretty easy to me. Now expectations do change during the year, but I feel like I'm not saying that people would call it a great season. I'm just saying it would be an acceptable season. 
two regular season losses, which would not be fun, but you win a Big 12 championship and you beat a good team in the college football playoff. Two regular season that's losses like to it. who? That's like the very edge of it. And I'm, you're, like, you're getting like right on the ledge. Like, well, you lost two regular season games. Yeah, but we won the Big 12, beat A&M, the Sugar Bowl. It's a good year. The last coach that lost two regular season games moved to the furthest point possible yeah, well, he away also from missed the Big Twelve championship game. That's true. That's true. So what you're saying is And lost the OSU game on if purpose. If you lose two, make sure one of them's to Nebraska. Is that Seriously, what you're saying? Dude. <laughs> or to Kent State. Kent State. Quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. Facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma, can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Call Cavens today, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Cavens Construction, proud sponsor of the Diamond Envy Podcast. Go download now in Apple Podcasts. Text line says, just got my show merch in the mail. Thanks, guys. You are uh, welcome. Oh, pretty boy and Ernie in the afternoon. Seriously, I thought they ordered from the ref store, and I was about to give a plug to go to the ref store. That can't on, be uh, real, can it? It looks pretty real to me. Pretty boy and Ernie in the afternoon with two mics. Oh, that's awesome. Are you serious? Did you really send us one, or at least let us know yeah, where you come on. got that made? That's pretty cool. That is pretty amazing. Boy. <laughs> Read a book, pretty boy. You guys ripping on the animal, but you guys forgot their hours of coverage of the Brooklyn Nets fourth round draft pick coverage is the best. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's very, very true. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. That draft show. Are we doing a dra- NBA draft show this year? Yeah, it's going to be dead air. <laughs> That's what we're going to do this year. <laughs> That's, uh, I think that's what the plans are as of right now. Hey, Josh Pate, he, he does a really good job, actually, at uh, 24-7 Sports. He did, a, uh, he, he did a cool little thing, building a super program. So what he did is head coach, fan culture, student section, fan loyalty, stadium environment, player entrance, and a whole lot of other things. He gave the award of what the perfect school would look like, okay? Okay. Head coach is pretty obvious. Saban. It's Alabama. Fan culture. This is where I adamantly disagree. Fan culture. Fan culture. I know what it's going to be. Think delusional here. It's going to be A&M. Texas A&M fan culture is what's listed here. Student section was Penn State. Okay. That's fine. I don't... I don't know what their student section does, but okay. Fan loyalty. Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. Stadium environment. State LSU. Yeah. So by by the way, any of these that you adamantly disagree with up to this point? Uh so far no. Even fan culture at A&M, uh, you don't disagree with that one? They're passionate. <laughs> I will give them that, but they're God. passionate. They're very passionate. Consider how bad they've been in st- it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Player entrance. Player entrance. This is probably the most well-known entrance in all of college football, and it involves your favorite band of all time. It's Tennessee, right? No. It's um, Inter Sandman. Vir- oh, uh, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech. Yeah. Okay. Huh. 
Is that better than is Virginia Tech's better than Clemson and Tennessee? Um well, what's so special about Tennessee? All they do is run through a T that the band makes. I guess do they do something else? I guess that's not that special, but that's kind of like a well-known OU's thing. OU's used to be really special when they played the theme of the contender. That also, was that on HBO yeah, back in the were, day? We used to walk out with and the camera. And they used in front to walk out with the camera. Like, I don't know. That was awesome. They need to bring that back, man. Um, they 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 need to bring that back because that was sweet is, when they did that. Is Inner Sandman at Virginia Tech better than Clemson coming down the hill? E- yeah, just because you know it's a Metallica. It's it, the most overplayed Metallica song. Okay, but a Metallica song nonetheless, and they come out at I'm exactly okay the it. right time. It's it's pretty cool. I'm okay with it, and it's the only thing that Virginia Tech can really. Claim, right. Other than Michael Vick, of course. All right, what else do we have? Here's the controversial one. Fight song. Now, he's building the perfect college football program. Who does he say this perfect college football program would have to have their fight song? Um, it's a team we really hate. It's not Texas. Is it USC? It's USC's fight They've song. They've got a good fight song. They've got a really good fight song. Um, is it the best? It might be. Really? Yeah. Oh gosh, it's good. I don't even want to look at the text line. Well, it's good. Is there? It, what other fight song do you think is better? Okay, now I can go with the lame answers here. Like, well, Michigan's pretty good. Like, Michigan has. It's an okay. I, Michigan's not my favorite. Notre yeah. Dame is another one where you could say Notre Dame, mm. and and no one really gets all that upset about it because those are the more traditional ones. Those are traditional, well-known, but USC's is tough. Like, the other ones are like, like, chanting, like, you know what I'm saying? It's not like, the USC one is tough, is like the only tough-sounding one. USC has a tough-sounding fight song? If you if we're talking about fight songs, like, yeah, Played by the band, no. yes. Well, see, I think the answer here is Rocky Top. I'm going with Tennessee for best fight song. You hate it with the passion because I played it at nauseum for an entire offseason heading into the 2015 season, but it's I still not, love it. Well, it's a good one for – like USC's fight song is not great for like a crowd chanting on with it, but Tennessee's is. Yeah, sure. A 100,000-seat stadium that's filled – Tennessee has an awesome fight song because everyone just yeah, screams it. That end up to that end, it's it's really. It's good. like the lazy performer at a concert that's like, yeah, I don't really feel like singing the night. I'm just going to hold the microphone out to the entire stands right. and let them sing it for me. Yeah, no, that hmm. that's it's interesting because it's it's kind of they're different in that sense, but I can see both of them. Campus would be the University of Georgia. Never been. Always heard a great thing yeah. about Athens, though. Uh, mascot, he's got Bevo, which I still do not. Bevo? What's the attraction of Bevo? It just says mascot. Now, does that mean – it doesn't say logo. No, I think it's just saying, like, either someone wearing a suit running around or an animal, whatever. Bevo, like, there's nothing charming I know. about Bevo. Like, LSU has a live tiger that roars at the opposing team sometimes. Yeah. That's cool. Ralphie? Ralphie is the coolest live mascot I've ever seen in person. A buffalo running across the field? That's amazing. Bevo? 
Bevo just sits there the entire time and does nothing. I think it's drugged up the well, entire game. He does something, and it requires a shovel and That's a bucket. Um, best mascot. I'm t- I think it's Ralphie for me. Does Auburn still have the eagle that flies around the stadium? Yeah, yeah, yep, That's yep. better than Bevo. Cool. Huh. I don't know. I can't. I definitely cannot get on board with that, but I can't offer much of a better suggestion. End zone design was Tennessee. The checkerboard's pretty cool. Don't fight it. The checkerboard's pretty cool. Uh, uh, okay. I just like the little diagonal lines at Notre Dame. <laughs> Midfield logo <laughs> was LSU, just the uh, eye in the middle, like the tiger's eye. It's pretty cool. Okay. Now, here's the worst one, and I respect Josh Pate, um, does a really good job, but I can't imagine being more wrong than what he is on this last one. Color scheme. Now, I've always been, I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I've always thought, man, black and gold, black and yellow for a color scheme for a football team yeah. is awesome. But for color scheme, he has Iowa State as the ideal color scheme for a great college football team. <laughs> what? What? No, that's, that's, that one's just wrong. That's not I right. can't even see a side where that one's right. No. Color scheme is I I don't know why is it Iowa like so I, I don't know black and or black and gold's cool man yeah, makes they don't you even have tough. the best in their own state. Um, I am I'm very partial to like Oklahoma, Alabama. I think those I, you just traditional keep it, like keep something it that screams traditional. Nothing yep. like UCLA. That's never. In my color wheel. No. Um, the purples, no. The bright oranges, no. no. It's got to be It's got to be red or crimson or it's just, yeah, yeah, simple, man. I, I even, and I don't mind their uniforms, but I even think Ohio State is too, like, busy and loud for what I prefer. I like, um, I like Michigan. I like Penn State. I like Oklahoma, I like Alabama, I like Iowa. Really, really simple and traditional, yes. Uh, text line says, I'm going with Ralphie or the Razorback Hog. I've seen the Razorback Hog. Is that a, is, does that have a real one? Oh, yeah. I have not seen that. I think uh, Tusk is the name of the Razorback Hog. Wow. Um, hell, just jump ship to Tennessee. I think that one's pointed at me for yeah. my Tennessee love during that. Um, Bevo is a slob. Did they not do like the best stadium? No, I guess not. Who has the best stadium? Okay, just in terms of like design or how loud it gets. In terms or of everything. In terms of everything, who has the best stadium? Kyle Field. Don't, dude. What are you doing? That Why are you? Is amazing. I mean, it's fine. Like, what's? It's it's okay. What, it's okay. Why are you simping for Texas A&M all of a sudden? Like, I'm what's not. What's the deal? It, that stadium Did they is, offer you an NIL deal along with Lebius Overton or what? I wish. I that, was going to say LSU has the best stadium. I've never I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um A&M's is like when when you have you you've been there, right? 3 times. It's just straight up all the way around. Yeah, but they used to have that dorky little end zone. Like, the rest of the stadium looked awesome. Yeah. And then they had, like, high school stands in that one end zone. But now that, now that end it. zone is completely uh, I know. enclosed. 
So you're going to have to find me something. Penn State's looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, Michigan, mm. pff, terrible. Tennessee is big and holds a lot of people, but it is ugly. Frankenstein Stadium. Um, I don't know. Alabama's is cool, but is it big enough? Yeah, no, it's it's over 100,000 now. It is? Yeah. Yeah, they added on to that one. So, um, okay, if OU could lay claim to any of these before we hit a break, they're not in any of these categories. Head coach, fan culture, student section. <laughs> hey, fan, don't laugh. Fan loyalty, stadium environment, player entrance, fight song, campus, mascot, end zone design, midfield logo, or color scheme. Which would it be? Color scheme, fan loyalty. Yeah. And is there anything else? I was thinking color scheme and fan culture slash fan loyalty, whichever one you want to use. So we're the same? Yeah. Uh, student section. I didn't mean to laugh out loud when I said <laughs> that, but it just kind of happened. Um, mascot? Do we even have a mascot anymore? The ponies? Yeah. D- I guess we're in there on mascot if you count yeah, the, sure, the sure, wagon sure, sure, and everything. Sure. That's, it's unique. It's pretty good. I mean, a buffalo running across the field is pretty unique too, but – OU's got pretty unique with, but they they've slowed it down in previous years or here recently. Well, yeah, when it dumped over and there's a bunch yeah, of uh, red solo cups in the fine. back of it, which <laughs> does give us some credibility. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and side, saving you up to 6% of your home's price in needless commissions. So don't waste all your money on agents. Sell your home using fsbohomes.com. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. We call this segment What Caught Teddy's Eye. Let's get to it. Story number one is. I've just got a couple here. I'll start with this one. I was reading this article after we were talking about the NIL stuff and the NCAA is going to have to figure something out. There's this big article um, on ESPN, the front page, about uh, Emmert, and he's been talking about exactly that, talking to Congress about how they need to implement a nationwide rule, and there's 30 different states right now with 30 different rules. Well, I guess this is whenever he was talking last week in New Orleans at the Final Four, and he someone asked him a question about um, the NCAA's enforcement process right now, specifically surrounding the FBI-related case, cases and uh, in response to a question about Kansas being in the Final Four despite receiving a notice of allegations in 2019. Here's what he said. The process has taken way too long and should be fair, swift, and not punish the innocent, those who were not involved in the activities. Isn't that exactly not what they did with Oklahoma State? 100%. Or most teams that do get punished for certain violations. How pathetic is that whenever he says that crap? That pisses me off 
so bad. Oklahoma State got a raw deal in the biggest way imaginable. And here's Kansas right there. Uh, Guilty, far more guilty than Oklahoma State was. And here they are, playing in the Final Four with a good chance to win a national championship and still haven't answered anything in regards to those FBI cases. Wouldn't it be awesome if uh, the NCAA was just uh, putting up a front this entire time and uh, on the stage tonight they slap KU with with penalties and take away their national championship trophy? Hand it over to Carolina? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Um, I saw this. You're going to love it. Tiger Woods, game time decision Thursday, Tyler, which means uh, he has right up until his tee time to decide whether or not he's going to play or not. So get ready for the drama, baby. I'll, I'll give credit to the Masters and to Tiger Woods. They're creating all this drama going in about this. Um, a lot of guys with white New Balances right now getting all excited <laughs> about the potential of this. He's going to play this week. Come on. Uh, that's Not so building funny. it up for nothing. And then finally, um, I guess Tennessee baseball and Vanderbilt baseball have a pretty pretty serious rivalry between the two, right, yeah. when it comes to baseball. And I, I heard Toby talking about this this morning. In the game – or in their series this week in Vanderbilt, at Vanderbilt, Tennessee started the game with a home run, like in the first inning, I think, and Vanderbilt challenged it because and wanted the bat checked. Turns out the home run was hit with the bat that had not been pre-checked before the series. And uh, it was the guy was called out. That's pretty crazy, right? Yeah, what's weird is I randomly stumbled upon a Twitter video of Tennessee's head coach two mm-hmm. days before the series answering a questions about the certification of their bats. So wow. they let off the series with the home run. There was all that drama surrounding yes. it, and they took it off. Jeez. Yeah, I guess the bat had a – I guess they put stickers on the bats sure. yeah, for yeah. a series. It and used it, to be BESR certified. I don't even know if that's what it is now, if that's what it's called. I don't know, but it had a sticker on there from a previous series and not that one. Also on that series, the cheapest ticket to the Tennessee-Vanderbilt game, maybe it was on like Saturday, maybe it was all three of the games. The cheapest ticket to that was more expensive than the cheapest ticket to the Final Four on Saturday. That's crazy. Wow. Hot. Tennessee is what they're like. 30-1 and one or something right now. They're unbelievable, man. Pretty good. All right, I got a, a few. Uh, Carolina and Duke, second most viewed college basketball game in cable television history. Yeah. Well, they sent Duke packing, which oh, is good. Was so much fun, wasn't it? Yeah. So great. Uh, Coach K will end his career, or ends his career, 50-50 and 50 all-time against North Carolina. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. He's 50 and 49 going into the game. He's That's 50 and awesome. 50. I love uh, that. Lincoln Riley lays out expectations for quarterback battle between Caleb Williams and Miller Moss. <laughs> okay. What are the expectations? Oh, I'm sure that it's, they're going to take it all the way up until the week before the game. I mean, it's it's closer than it's, you guys it's think. Close, it's closer than you guys think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Last one I have, you know, Queen Elizabeth, she's having trouble getting around right now. She's had mobility issues. I saw this. This She is is 95 years old, so she got a golf cart. Right. And this golf cart can reportedly travel 
up to 43 miles per hour uh-huh. and can go 50 miles before requiring a recharge. And it features four brown leather reclining seats. Mm. It's a pretty nice little golf cart. It is. Would you like to, you said you read the story, so maybe you saw it, but if you didn't, would you like to take a guess at how much this golf cart for Queen Elizabeth costs? In American dollars, please. In American dollars. Now, if I was to buy it somewhere, it'd probably cost 15, 18 grand. But since the queen is buying it, it probably costs 50 grand. $80,000 for this golf cart. Woo, buddy. Yeah, whenever the queen's people call about buying something, you hike the price. That's right. Uh, However many people are listening right now, uh, Queen Elizabeth's golf carts cost more than what would you say about ninety five percent of people's actual cars does. Yes, yeah, absolutely, and it's insane. And she'll probably use it three times. I could have bought two cars, like the car that I just bought four yeah. months ago. I could have bought two of those and still spent less than what she did on her golf cart. Wow, humble brag! Someone's talking about uh, buying a forty thousand dollars. I didn't. It was no <laughs> south Woo! of that too. I said and spend less. Dang. I, I'm telling you, I did not even spend forty thousand dollars on the car. Okay, you just wanted to get it we out. We can keep going down if you'd like. <laughs> I'm pretty close to being able to buy about three of those cars for one of her golf carts. But here's the problem: her golf cart can go faster than your car. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, true. quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up our number two next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Your home for Sooner fans. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series. ...to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Warden Glass at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the Rush Emergency Repairs. If you're in need of one, Cavens can help you out. 405-573-3048. Give them a call today. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Cavens Construction, bringing you hour number two of the Rush. Text line, just when I think Muleshoe can't tell a bigger lie, he proves me wrong again. Yeah, Carl's Jr. is going to make a few million to play quarterback here, but the issue is still in doubt. What an absolute Delta Bravo. Please win, <laughs> TBOW. Please. Oh, man. That is great. Please tell me you guys saw Mule Shoe doing up-downs today. Someone on Twitter said it was worse than his brisket. Oh, wow. Mm. Come on. Can we let the brisket go at this point? It may, he claims it was the best brisket tacos he's ever had. Yeah, <laughs> like that means anything these days. And he said that Benny Wiley could vouch for the, how good the brisket tacos were. Yeah, because Benny wanted a job when he left OU. Well, so you're saying they're both liars? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely I am. <laughs> Man, that's It great. did look like California barbecue. Ooh. All these things really uh, add up now, now that we look so I, back. I think I've asked you this before. Do they have barbecue places in California? Um, hmm. I'm sure. I don't. wouldn't think that they're very good. Yeah. 
I don't remember seeing any. Okay. I'm sure there's some out there. Do they have a barbecue place? I don't know if they specialize in barbecue restaurants. There's probably restaurants that have like barbecue menu items. Yeah. But like a place out there like that a specializes McRib, McDonald's. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Oh man. There's gotta be some out there. Yeah, here we go. Quarters barbecue. No, that's Asian Korean. Parks barbecue. No, that's Asian Korean too. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. Huh. So huh. He'll uh, he'll win best barbecue prize out there. How about mm-hmm. that? Fantastic stuff. God, still getting heat for the he sh- I knew as soon as I saw that picture, I was like, oh, you got to be careful with posting pictures of the brisket you smoke. Yeah. It, better, it better, better be proper. USC's fight song is Backstreet Boys and Clark Stroud is leading it. <laughs> Man, you guys are savages. That's funny. Uh, that's good. The Ellick Longhorns fight song is the best. Okay. I'll, I didn't know Ellick had a fight song, but I'll go with it. Look at you. That says Alex, and you know the proper pronunciation. You right. know what was going on there. Ohio State has the best stadium for sure. This one says LSU Stadium sucks. I didn't hear great reviews about the horseshoe, that it was pretty pretty old. Like, old can be awesome, but it was just not all that impressive on the exterior. Uh, you know what? I don't remember it sticking out one way or the other, so maybe that says quite a bit that it was just kind of forgettable, but um, I, it was nice. It has turf, which I think is always a drawback. I think it just changes how the whole venue feels. But Let me read a few of these. California has barbecue, but it's tofu and vegetables. <laughs> this one says it's really hard to make vegan barbecue. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> if you try and smoke tofu, it just melts and uh, disappears. That's funny. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. we got the final hour next. Stay tuned. Sports Talk, 1400 AM, KREF, Norman, Moore, Oklahoma City, and 99.3 FM, K257DA, the Ref Sports Radio Network. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first...